0: Thanks so much for listening to No Lions Here with me, Big Panda. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to No Lions here. Uh, My name is Big Panda, and I'm a recovering sex addict. First off, Happy New Year. This is the first episode of the new year. Um, I think the last time I was in the studio was December 28th, I believe, um, of 2021. So it's 2022. Um, So Happy New Year. I hope everybody's doing well. But I'm happy to be back. Uh, Glad to be back in the studio. Got some Feeling a little squirrely today, I got to say right now, as I'm sitting here talking to you, um, there has been some thoughts of acting out today. So, you know, hoping to kind of just make it through the rest of the day, uh, just today, you know, just for the rest of the day, just going to try to make it through the rest of the day. Yeah. So uh, first off, before we get started, if anybody has any, you know, comments questions um, anybody want me to cover any topics on here uh, please feel free to email me at no lions here at gmail.com um, again that's no lions here at gmail.com uh, so let's get into kind of the new year um, what's been going on with me over these last few weeks um, I actually hit kind of a, a sad and hurtful anniversary so we'll uh, we'll touch on that as well but you know going into the new year um there was some 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 pretty powerful thoughts on my end as far as just kind of like all right got a lot we need to work on still you know one of them was let's let's just let the situation with patricia be what it is right now and not worry about so much about wanting to reach out to her or staying into contact with her because you know I, looking back over last year it was one of those i feel like i, I was definitely holding on to it um, a little tighter than i was acknowledging um i mean don't get me wrong I'm, I'm doing all of this for me but there's still you know that that piece of the there's the patricia piece still that still kind of so you know, the thought of, all right, you know, I really kind of felt like God was telling me to, you know, hey man, just let's leave that situation for right now. There's nothing I can do about it. Let's just leave that situation. And it was one of those situations where I was like, okay, God, if that's what you want me to do, then that's that's what I'll do. If that's what you're asking me to do, then that's well, that's what I'm going to do. And so that, that, that felt good. You know, all right, okay, I can do that. Well, then, man, like, I, you know, pretty big ideas as far as um, the new year goes. Like, you know, not necessarily the whole new year, new me, or a bunch of resolutions, um, but just kind of like, okay, Panda, there's some – there's no, like, physical things that I need to add to my recovery um, as far as doing. It's not like I need to hit any more meetings. Uh, it's more or less just like an attitude adjustment um, or – just kind of a mental, a mental adjustment as far as how I'm looking at things and, and you know the path going forward, um, and you know I was, all all right, that sounds like a really good idea, but it was it's become a struggle again though, I think like January second I acted out I looked at porn, uh, I looked at porn and masturbated. Um and that's kind of been like that every week. You know, the the weekends seem to be a little tougher on me right now. Um and what what it what it comes down to is like I'm I'm struggling with giving my higher power complete trust. And I I I believe that you know, whatever's supposed to happen with the Patricia situation will happen. And even with that being put aside, I believe that one day you know i'm going to find that partner that i'm that i really want um whether that be to Patricia whether that be somebody else um you know I, I god will provide that partner for me and will bring that partner into my life well where my trust issues come in with with god are okay yeah okay i believe that but i want that right now i want that right now so therefore what i'm going to do since i want it right now and God's not giving it to me. I'm okay. Well, I'm going to take things into my own hands and I'm going to go out and I'm going to look for this, which has led me to dating apps, uh, which aren't anything that are relapses for me. And you know, when they, when you get into recovery, they tell you, you know, if you're single that you need to be in recovery for a year um, before, before you can, before you should really start dating or trying to date. Um, and I tried dating once before. If you're familiar with the podcast, um, you've kind of heard that 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 story a little bit as far as how that made me feel. Um, but that was back in August, August of last year. Um, so it's been a few months since then. So I was like, January is kind of my year mark of being single. Um, so I was like, okay. Well, God, okay. Well, again, I, I'm trying to control my. I'm trying to control all these things. I'm trying to play God with this, um, and you know, dating apps. Are, oh, I hate them so much because um, there's this compulsive piece to them for me, where this the swiping, the swiping, the swiping, and and I don't do great on dating apps in general. Um, so here I am looking for all of this attention, but yet not getting this attention. So that can be frustrating even more, which will then lead me to like my hookup apps. So, you know, I'm, I'm just, I was talking to one of my therapists and I was like, I'm just really, really struggling with my higher power and trusting and giving complete control to him. And she was like, well, hey, you know, a lot of things, you know, what happened to you in your childhood was... You, know, you were looking to your protectors, your caregivers to protect you. And they didn't do that. So there's a disconnect between me and people that are supposed to protect me. So in this situation, I'm like, okay, God, protect me. Give me what I need. I know you're going to give me what I need. But also being like, eh, you're somebody that's supposed to protect me. So you're eventually going to let me down so okay, um, I'm gonna again. I'm gonna try to do things my way, and that has just that has just caused a really really internal conflict inside of myself. And I and then on the the other side of that, I feel terrible. Like I'm like, oh great, great God, like I'm you know, I'll go through these phases where I'm not praying as much. So that's got me like, okay, well, if I'm not praying as much, well, of course, God's not going to answer my prayers um, because I'm not praying 24 um, seven. Or I've only said one prayer today. and I need to be doing more than that. So there's just, again, you know, I fairly feel like I kind of came into the new year with, and what's funny is this was all before the new year hit like New Year's Eve Eve was when I had all these, okay, you know, this is a mental change. This is uh, you know, we got, you know, big things coming. You know, I don't have a whole lot of resolutions. I have goals. Um, and those goals have been there. Um, it's not like, all right, these are the new year goals, but then it's like, man, that new year hit. And for some, I, I'm just been kind of riding the struggle bus a little bit and I've I've still got the dating apps on my phone and I'm really kind of seeing it's one of those things where it's been like, okay, you know, I have to kind of run this process with them. And the more that I'm on them and the more I'm using them, I'm, I'm realizing, you know, it's one, you know, talking to my therapist about the, the trust issues that I have with my protectors and, and in return, that brought on a lot of anger towards my mother, and which which hasn't really been there, or at least it's been something that I've been that I've been burying. I'm more mad at my mom uh, for what happened to me as a child than than I've been letting on, than I've been leading on. I've just been kind of burying it because I didn't think that I was allowed to be mad. Didn't think I was allowed to be mad. Was kind of like, oh, you know, who am, who am I to be mad at somebody? I've always told my, told her and myself that I don't blame her for what happened, and I don't blame her. Um, you know, the situation she was in was just a shitty situation. Um, it's that uh, the the thing is, that I think that what really makes you mad is that in that in those situations there were options, there were options. We always have options. Um, there's sometimes they're not easy options. Um, but again, you know, and and on the the flip side of that is, I can't really talk to my mom about this stuff. You know, I I think when I got back from treatment, you know, I was really excited to 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 dig into this these mom issues that, and you know, for her to for her and I to kind of work through these things together, and then kind of realizing that she's not necessarily in a place for that to happen, and so here I am with these issues. And I live with this person that I want to work these issues out with. Yet, this person can't. I can't do that with this person, and I can't do this with my mom. And so that's frustrating. Um, that's really frustrating. Um, you know, kind of like the Patricia situation. There's, there's so many things that I want to say to her, and like I can tell, I can tell them to, I can tell them to everybody I come across. And, yeah, that that kind of relieves them for the time being. They're still there, though, because I'm not saying them to the person that I really want to say them to. So with my mom, it's kind of the exact same thing. There's all these things that I want to discuss and talk about, and I can talk about it with everybody else. Um, I can talk about them on here. Um, and that helps kind of relieve them. And at the same time, I'm not telling them to the person that I really want to tell them to. Um, so they're still there. There's still kind of this – these these desires and so that's that's tough and that's again that's frustrating for me because you know here I am wanting to do anything and everything that I can for myself right now to just work on what I've got going on and I want to heal I want to heal so bad from all of this and I know that there's it's going to take time and that's kind of something that's like that, that goes through my head is like, okay, well, I know what I need to work on. All right. So why can we just, can we just work through it already? Like, let's just do this. Like it sucks, but Hey, let's, I'm just like, all right, all or nothing, let's do this. Um, and that's not how recovery works. So that's, that's playing into it. And then also, you know, talking to some guys in the program and, you know, I had one guy tell me, he's like, you know, I got I had problems with my mom. Um, His mother recently died fairly quickly. And he was like, you know, honestly, working the 12 steps has been how I was able to make amends. And that helped me kind of work through those issues. So I was like, okay. And, you know, it was cool that he said that because something that is on my goals list this year is to, you know, work the steps. Um, I've got part of my first step written and actually I need to just kind of go back and start over from scratch I actually had a pretty good conversation with my sponsor the other day as far as okay i want to work the steps i want guidance through the steps um and he kind of gave me his take on the on the first step and so i'm i'm really looking forward to working the steps because they, they really say that you know It really helps kind of heal the mind, body, sexuality, relationships. You know, there's a spiritual awakening that comes from working the steps. And I also believe that can kind of help heal that disconnect between giving God my full trust and not fully being trusting of him. Because I think step two is, you know, came to the realization that a power greater myself could return me to sanity. So... So there's, there's a lot of different aspects and a lot of different benefits from working the 12 steps. Um, so I'm going to be working the 12 steps of SAA um, this year. I'm going to start diving into them. And, and you know, with the realization of the anger that I still had that I have for my mother, just kind of – it was a little bit of a just kind of a knock on the head like, hey, you got a lot you need to work on before – you know, I can really be pre before I could really, really dive into a relationship. Um, cause I got, you know, so much going on as far as my recovery goes, and I work a hard program. And it's one of those things where, you know, if I was to get into a relationship now, cause I'm seeing this kind of with these dating apps is like, it's taking away from my recovery right now. Um, the compulsion piece and, and, it's like dude, I do I really have time to invest in a relationship? Um do I really have that time? And I really don't think that I do. Um and this is all really hard for me to say right now because I just admitted that I'm still on the dating apps and I've been talking about this for, you know, a couple of weeks now, yet I'm still on them, so therefore that makes me feel like a hypocrite. and... It doesn't make me feel good about myself, and honestly, I, I don't know when I'm gonna delete them. I don't know, and again, that that causes some conflict in me, and it, I'm afraid of. Oh well, you know, here I am saying that I don't need to be in a relationship, but yet I'm basically going against what I'm saying, um, and then that that discredits everything that I'm saying. Um, and these are just these are just the internal monologues that I have in my head, and. You know, I'm, I'm sure somebody can relate to that, but that's that's what goes through my head. Uh, there's just there's there's just a lot of doubt, and well, you know, you you my outside actions aren't necessarily meeting my inside action, my inside thoughts, and that feels fake to me. You know, by no means am I am I faking my recovery at all, but it's like, you know, in these headspaces, it's it's just such a weird place to be, and just i need to need to talk about it more need to talk about them more and but again i'm afraid that i'm going to get judged i'm afraid that you know my friends my the, my program brothers i'm going to be judged like these are all valid you know feelings that i go through on a daily basis and then this last week we hit we hit the discovery anniversary and man i hate calling it an anniversary I absolutely hate calling it an anniversary because to me, an anniversary is something that you celebrate, not a sad day. Because that was a really sad day, and if you guys go back to episode one, that describes the scut discovery date, and so j- January twelfth, that will be a date that well, I don't will I'll never forget. I will never, ever forget that date and the and the things that happened and the things that unfolded that day. um so that was this week. that was what three days ago, and I knew it was coming, and you know it was actually it was a really good day um as far as work goes work's been work's been kind of stressful lately. Maybe I'll get into that another time, but work's been been really tough, just mentally. So January twelfth, you know, was work was okay. It was it was busy enough to where like I really wasn't thinking about, you know, what was going on, what you know, what the day was. Um, I was very aware of it, and then you know I was leaving work and it just hit me. I got really sad. Um, a lot of feelings of remorse, uh, guilty, depressed, lonely. And there was also some gratitude in there as well. So you know, there's just a lot of sadness. And it was a Wednesday. I know we don't do a meeting on Wednesday. Uh, one of my buddies was like, "Hey, I need some help pulling some steel out of the woods." I laugh because this this is a, this is a really really good friend of mine uh, that <laughs> goes forging in the woods and finds big pieces of steel. And uh, asked us to help him pull him out. So, and it's actually two of my really good buddies that I work out with. So, we got together, and you know, I got to my buddy's house, and as soon as I got into his house, I was like, "Hey, man, I need a hug." And I'm gonna get emotional just thinking about it. But like, he just grabbed me and just held me, and I just I lost it, man. I cried, I cried on his shoulder, and you know, I tried at one point in time, I, I tried to pull away, and he was like, "No, man, just stay here, stay here." And just, you know, he was like, what's going on? Tell me what's going on. He had thought that maybe somebody had died. And I was like, no, man, you know, today's the discovery date. And I'm just, I'm really sad. I feel really bad. And, you know, he just held me and told me it was going to be okay. And that, you know, good things have come from this. And that he was really proud of me. And that good things had come and that sometimes we got to go through these really painful painful things for something good to come out of them. And you know that's that's what I needed. I'm really glad that. I'm really glad that I asked for that. And I'm really starting to kind of, you know, learn to ask for what I need. And that it's okay for me to ask what I need. I'm not necessarily always going to get what I need or get what I want. But man, if I ask for what I need, you know, I've got, I'm more likely to get what I need in that moment than not ask for it, bottle it up, and then act out. Because that's essentially what's happened my whole life is I've had these needs that I've needed from other people. But instead of asking, because I'm so terrified of rejection and, uh, you know, I've talked about this before. I don't want to be a burden to people and I feel like my needs are sometimes a burden and... I, am just so afraid that like, again, I'm going to be turned down and when in reality, if I ask what I need, yeah, there's a chance I'm going to get turned down, but at least I can, I'm, at least I'm voicing it and I'm not, again, I'm not bottling it up because when I bottle it up, don't ask for it, don't talk about it. Well, next thing you know, I'm looking at porn, um, and that doesn't all happen that fast, um, but that's kind of the start of the cycle is me not asking for my needs, me not opening me not being open enough with what I need. Uh, so I'm really happy that I asked for that. We actually it was a great night. We went and walked in the woods and just got to be with two of my best friends and it was just, you know I went to bed sober that night and yes, the feelings of guilt, remorse, um, loneliness, they were still there. Uh, But there was a lot of gratitude, too. I went to bed sober and thankful. Uh, Because, you know, without the discovery, I'd still be out there running wild. I have no doubt in my mind. I have no doubt in my mind that and fully believe that if I was not discovered when I was discovered, I'd still be out there running wild. And things would have gotten worse because this disease is progressive. And things would have gotten worse. And I would have caused way more hurt um, than I did. And I don't want to minimize the hurt that I did cause because I caused a lot of it. And I'm very aware of that. Um, I don't want to minimize that either because I I left a, this huge path of destruction in my wake. But yeah, you know, it, was, it wasn't it was as hard as the day as I thought it was going to be. Um, and there's been some, some residual feelings this last week of, you know, when I'm using the dating apps... Yeah, say I'm talking to somebody. There's this, there's this fantasy that goes on in my head. Not so much these crazy sexual fantasies. Um, I've actually been, been able to do a really good job of staying away from those, and so that feels really good. But there's still this fantasy of, you know, a relationship with somebody, and it hit me the other day. Like, ah, the fantasy keeps me from reality. And that's the power of fantasy, especially for a sex addict. Um, the power of fantasy is almost just as bad as acting out uh, because it keeps you from your reality. If I'm in my head all day thinking about these girls I'm seeing um, on these dating apps as far as getting into a relationship with them, you know, I'm, I'm living in this fantasy world because that hasn't happened yet. And I'm living in this fantasy world that consumes me to the point where, like, I'm not thinking about the feelings that are going through me, um, what's going on around me. I'm just not as present when I'm in this fantasy land, and it's it's me running, and it's not uh, it's not the fastest run, you know, the fastest. The sprinting from my problems is when I'm in my inner circle, but I'm absolutely, you know, just jogging away, but that's still enough to take me away from the present. And, and so that made a lot of sense. I was like, okay, this makes sense. And even though, again, even though the fantasies weren't like of these crazy sexual natures, the fantasy was still there and it's still fantasy to me because it's not reality, um, and so it takes me out of reality. So, you know, the longer that I'm on these dating apps, the more things are being shown to me that, hey, I don't think that I should really be on here. And so, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Um, but, you know, with the discovery date, with it being over a year since the discovery date, you know, there's been a lot of good things that have happened over the last year. A lot of good things, a lot of a lot of highs, and I mean, don't get me wrong. There's been some extreme lows as well, um, and I think I've, I've talked about every single one of those lows. And it's one of those things where I can kind of de- get discouraged, um, because again, you know, I can have a million good things going on and going on in my life, a million, and if that there is one, one bad feeling. That's what I'm going to pay attention to the most. All these good things go by the wayside and I lose grip of them. I, I I described this to somebody the other day. I feel like my hands have all this grease on them because I cannot grasp onto when it comes to grasping onto like the good things and being like, oh, hey, you know what? We had Panda, we had time to do this, this, and this last year, and those were really good things. Uh, the podcast, I mean, I'm 15 episodes, I think this is episode 15, I'm 15 episodes in. This is awesome. This is great. Um, I love doing this. I love doing this. I love the feedback I've got. I love just putting my story out there. Um, but one bad little feeling creeps in. And all these good things just slip out of my hands. And it's so hard to hold on to the good things um, because this is all still a process. It's all still a process. And just because I've been in recovery for a year now and been really taking it seriously and just diving into it and just working a hard program, just because I'm working hard at this doesn't mean that this is just going to happen overnight. There's no timeline as far as, and also too, life is life. And it's like, if I, I since I took away my vices, the the, the drugs, the sex, um, I've taken those things, those, you know, those things, those were my problems. Now that I've taken away those things, it's like, hey, life's standing right next to me going, well, hey. Now here are all these other problems that you need to deal with because that's life, right? Like, I don't think anybody has a picture perfect life, and if they do, they're not telling you the truth. So no matter how long I'm in recovery, life is still going to happen, and life is still tough. Um, so I don't know if I have these this grand idea that okay, I'm going to get to this point in my recovery where I'm going to wake up one morning and go, holy shit, man what a, what, this is every single day is a great day. Like every, Oh man, I'm with the person I want to be with. Like, I don't necessarily think that's going to happen, but maybe there's these subconscious thoughts in my head about that. So I don't know. That's something that goes through my head too, that I battle with just this idea of a perfect life, you know, at some point in my recovery or, and being frustrated that I don't feel like I'm in a real happy place. Cause I mean, I, there's a lot of things that I want and I don't have. So it's like, okay, let's, you know, it's just one of those things. I just have to keep working the program, keep coming back. And, you know, eventually I'm going to get some of the things that I want and God will provide for me. And so, you know, that really needs to be my focus this year. Just continuing to focus on myself, uh, learn more about myself and take advantage of, you know, being single, because um, you know, I and my 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 therapist pointed this out to me the other day. She was like, "Panda, you know, if you were in a relationship, you wouldn't have all this time to maybe see your friends as much as you want to, or you know, go fishing as much as you want to." And it's like, yeah, that's all true. So you know, she was like, "Hey, you know, try to really be present in those moments and think, hey." You know, one day I'm not gonna have this much time because that time's then gonna go into a relationship, and it's like, yeah, okay, I, you know, I hear you, I hear you. That makes sense, and I do try to do that. It's just, it's still not that instant fix. As far, it's not like, oh, this light switch switched into my brain, and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, great, yep, all right, nope, we're good to go. Um, you know, I'm yes, I'm gonna try to do that. Yes, I'm gonna try to practice that. But again, it's not that doesn't bring on all this happiness, Um, because my real going through this last year, my and learning about myself is that I really do desire to have a family, and I've wanted a family my entire life. I think I've touched on this before. Um, You know, I really want a family, and I want a family of my own. And you know, it's not going to be a picture perfect family. It's not going to be perfect. There's going to be struggles. Um, but, you know, the harder I work at this, you know, the more I'm going to be able to navigate that better than I did before. Because um, before when I got that that family, you know, I had all these ideas in my head of what it was going to look like and it didn't look like that and that's life. Um, and I didn't know what to do with it either. I didn't know what to do with the family I had with Patricia. I didn't know what to do. It terrified me. Um, But what I'm doing now is I'm setting myself up to be able to know what to do in those situations and to be able to navigate those situations because with a family, you know, comes issues. And if I can handle myself on my own, then when it comes time, I'm going to be able to handle myself in a relationship um, and in that family-type setting. So... So that's you know, that's those are hopeful thoughts for me. Um, it's again going back to it just it's one of those things where it's like, All right, I want that now, you know? Okay. Wow, I'm I'm giving in to the thought, but whereas before I was running from that thought, where now it's like, Okay, I'm embracing that thought, which I guess in my head's like, Okay, I'm ready for it. I'm not ready for it. I still got I still got time and work I need to do to put in on myself. And one day I'll eventually get there. And when the time is right and it's God's time, um, you know, that, 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 that will be presented to me. And I do have faith in that. And I really need to trust that. And again, I need to just let the situation with Patricia be what it is. Um, it's been almost a month since we've talked and, you know, there's no crazy anxious, especially after the, you know, yeah, the, the realizing how much I still had to work on. It was kind of like, okay, you know, there's no real anxiety. Oh God, I gotta, I gotta stay in touch with her. I gotta, nope. I'm just kind of accepting what the situation is and accepting that I can't control it. And the only thing that I can control right now is myself and my recovery and the work that I'm putting in. So, and that's all I've ever been able to control. But, you know, again, there still are those tendencies where I want to play God. I want to play God on a daily basis, and when I'm playing, when I'm trying to play God, that's the quickest route back to my addictions. Because when I play God, I can't solve everything, but yet I think I can. I'm tired of trying to play God. um, Because I can't. I can't play God. So that's kind of, you know, where I'm at right now, and, you know, I was even unsure of, you know coming in it was I had I was actually took a nap right before I came and I had this dream where like I almost didn't come in I was like running late to here the times were different it was I don't know I, I kind of woke up from that kind of like ah man do I really want to go in I kind of want to just it was kind of isolating a little bit kind of like all right well maybe I just want to cuz the weekends have been been a little tough for me um I haven't had as much stuff going on right now. It's winter. It's cold. You know, not many people are doing much stuff. So I'm just kind of like in this place of, you know, being alone where I've never really liked to be alone with myself. Uh, so that's still, you know, something I'm, I'm working through. So that's kind of, again, and just kind of where I've been at these last couple weeks. It makes complete sense that when I'm alone, I, I tend to get a little squirrely. Um, and, you know... Even over these last couple of weeks, there's been some really good things that have happened as far as me being of service to people. Um, so that's been really nice. Like the other night, um, I had a good night. Um, it was late. I get up really early for work, so I try to get in bed early. It was late. Um, I had just laid down. I was watching some YouTube on my phone, and a phone call came through from another from a guy in the the a brother in the program. This guy was introduced to me through my sponsor. We've got some, some act, some of the same acting out behaviors. And he was calling, and I remember I sat there and I looked at that phone, and I was like, oh, "It's late. I need to go to bed." I don't know if I'm gonna answer this call, but you know, I was like, "Nope, I need to answer the call." So he answered the call, and this guy was was on the edge. He was on. He was on the edge. He was ready to jump, um, and. And I was able to kind of like talk them down. And in those situations, I'm when it comes to being there for other people that are struggling, if they're a newcomer, I'm a little bit better because, again, I kind of feel like, all right, you know, I am still fairly new to all of this. I've been in it almost a year now. Um, But there's times where I'm like, I don't know what to say or am I going to say the right thing? Am I going to say the wrong thing? You know, what's... And that's why I really just have to let go and let God and trust that I'm not going to say anything wrong. Um, I am going to try to act – I'm going to try to do what other people do for me um, whenever I'm reaching out and I'm in a struggling place. Um, And so so it was was a really good phone call actually. And then – so on the flip side, when I talk to somebody who's been in the program for years and they're struggling – I feel like, well, this person's been in the program a lot longer than me. What kind of authority do I? I don't have any. Who am I compared to? What's one year compared to 10 years? What's one year compared to five years? I feel like, well, they're not going to – I have nothing to say because they've been doing this a lot longer. Yet, at the same time, there's guys that have been in the program way longer than me that we're struggling, that struggle. And that just shows, you know, no matter what, we're, no matter how long we're in the program, no matter how hard we work our programs, there's struggles. There are struggles. And, you know, I don't get a lot of phone calls from people that are struggling, and that's kind of been a frustration of mine. I feel like I'm the one that's doing all the reaching out. Um, I'm the one that's constantly struggling. Um, and that anytime I ask somebody else, what's, you know, if I ask somebody else how they're doing there, I always kind of get a, oh, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm good. You know, how are you? And then I'm just like, all right. Then I just unload. Cause I'm got all these problems and I'm like, man, I can't be the only one struggling. And, and I don't know if it's, I don't know if, if, Sex addiction is different in that aspect from, you know, say NA or AA or the, the, you know, the substance addictions. I don't know if it's different as far as – because I do believe that with sex addiction, there's there's a little bit more emotion involved. It's not just, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but again, I, I don't know. I don't have any experience with any of the other 12-step programs Um, I don't know if there's more shame in some of the sex stuff because, because of where it takes certain people, where, where it can take people. Um, and maybe that's kind of the things are shameful. I know for me that there's definitely some, some shameful behaviors in there that I don't want to talk about. Um, and I have opened up to those things and the more I talk about them, the more, I don't want to say easier it gets because it's still really hard, but the more open I am to, the more open I am to talking about them. So I don't know. That's definitely been a frustration of mine. Um, but, you know, all I can't can't control how other people work their program. All I can do is control how I work my program. And, you know, the best times in my program are when I'm trusting God, trusting God that he's going to take care of me and that he's going to carry me through this and that, as bad as things get and as low as I go sometimes, that they will pass. And that, yeah, I still have to kind of go through some things in order to get what I want. Um, Again, I do believe that God's going to give me what I want um, as far as a family goes. uh, I just, I don't know when that is going to happen. And that's a very daunting fact because there's been guys, one of the guys that I talked to I don't necessarily know if he was in re- He wasn't in recovery for this long, but, I mean, he told me. Basically, he said from 28 to 38, he didn't find his wife until he was 38 years old. And he went from basically ages 28 to 38 single, and that was terrifying. Um, and even thinking about that now, 38, I'm 33. That's five years down the road. Oh, my God. And I, I'm constantly putting myself... And I don't do it so much anymore. So, but back on the earlier when I got into the program, I would do this. Somebody would tell me, "Oh yeah, you know, I had to be single for five years um, before I felt comfortable enough to get into a relationship." And I'm just like, "Oh, I put myself in their position, and I think that okay, well, they had to wait that long, which means I have to wait that long." When in reality, my situation is not their situation. Their situation is not my situation. So just because this other guy didn't find his wife till he was 38 doesn't necessarily mean that I have to wait till I'm 38 before I who I before I find who I'm supposed to be with or that I'm even going to be single that whole time and so I need to be you know I need to not put myself in those positions because again those are kind of expectations and I'm really supposed to be letting go of expectations and that's that's really hard to do it's really hard to do in, in any situation in life, not just with, you know, my love life, um, my relationship status. It's there's so many things that I just have to let go of, and again, you know, I just I'm really looking for that complete trust in my higher power, and you know, every day that I that I work and every day that I put in the little things, you know, that's gonna that. That dam will unlodge itself and that river of trust will be able to flow through me for my higher power. And then in return, that's going to help me out down the road in all of my relationships. Um, and when I say relationships in that instance, I mean friends, family, partners. Um, but it all starts with, with my relationship with God. And, again, I do feel like it's been a little rocky lately. Um, and even though it's been rocky, I'm, I'm not giving up on it. And that's the important part of the program, you know, keep coming back. I'm not I'm not giving up on my relationship with God. Do I feel bad that I have these kind of these trust issues with God? Absolutely. I feel like, again, I be like, all right, well, God's not going to give me what I want. God's not going to bless me because I have these trust issues. And I have these conversations. I I talk about these in my prayer with him, and it's still, I feel there's, I feel bad. You know, I feel this guilt that like I'm not giving everything to God, and so why is He gonna give me everything if I'm not giving Him everything? So again, that's that's definitely kind of my main struggle right now. Um, And then again, the more I work you know, that will work itself out. And that if I keep putting in the work, that that if I keep putting in the work can keep coming back, that river of trust will be able to flow. And it's going to impact me on so many different levels in a positive way in my life. And it's also one of those, it's it's like, all right, well, let's do this now. Let's go right now. Let's figure out what we can't. And unfortunately, there's only there's only and fortunately, I can't answer everything today. I'm not gonna get those answers or I'm not gonna get down to the to the root problem of that today. So what can I do today that's the next best thing for myself? And that's something that I pray for. It show me what I can do for myself. And today that was getting up from my nap. And that was coming in and talking to you guys. So on that note, rest of my day, I'm gonna go. We go get some food. Gonna try to get a good meal. Uh, Might go see a buddy of mine. We'll see. And then we're gonna go home and chill. And um, you know, hopefully, I can, I can, I will say that you know where I started at when I sat down. Definitely urges to act out. I would, I would say that those urges are a little less right now. Um, and you know, when I leave, you know, I'll, I'll pray that, you know, God show me the next best thing that I can do for myself today, just for today. And hopefully I've tried trust in him that he will guide me in the right path and the right sober path just for today. So, on that note, guys, I will catch you guys next time. Thanks so much for listening. Um, again, if anybody has any comments, questions, anything that uh, I'd like to do, discuss, um, feel free to email me at no lions at gmail.com. Again, that's no lions at gmail.com. Um, as far as some, some future episodes go, you know, I'm going to keep talking about kind of my daily struggles. I'm really hoping that I can get a guy in here that I was in treatment with. I really want to talk some more about treatment um, and kind of revisit that. I kind of had this thought the other day of, of like it kind of just hit me like, holy shit, like I, I went to treatment. I went to treatment. I went and spent two weeks in this intense treatment program for my sexual addiction, and it was awesome. I mean, it was the hardest two weeks of my life, but it was awesome, and I got a lot out of it, and so I really do want to revisit that, and I believe that the best way for me to revisit that is to have a conversation with a guy, you know, with one of my brothers that I was in the trenches with at BAI, and... So I'm really, I need to, I've asked one guy, haven't heard anything back. So again, I have a need here. I need to ask for that need. And hopefully I don't get turned down. And if I do, okay, we'll we'll go from there. But that hasn't happened yet. So um, something's been kind of holding me back from doing that. But that's kind of that's kind of what I got coming up, or at least what I'd like to have coming up is to have a conversation with one of my brothers from BAI, um, so that way I can we can revisit treatment, and I have somebody else with me that might remember some things that I forgot, and maybe that will kind of bring out some more things that happened that I forgot about. So um, definitely going to be trying to make that happen here pretty soon, and I believe that that's going to be you know, a really special conversation. And I'm, and I'm looking forward to that if I can make that happen. So, um, until next time guys, uh, keep coming back. It works. If you work it, work it, you're worth it. Um, I'll talk to you guys next time.